you have found the podcast of Tressler Mennonite Church. Each week we replay the sermon from our Sunday morning service so that anyone who may have missed the sermon can catch it later. We want to especially thank those of you who missed the sermon because you were working with our youngest children during the service time. This sermon was from November 21st, 2021. The text this week is Ephesians 2, 4-6. So hopefully you recognize that passage of scripture that Carl just read. Um, two weeks ago, that was actually our passage that Jeremy looked at. Um, last week, David Hatfield was here, so we weren't in Ephesians. Today, Jeremy was to be here, and he has the second part of Ephesians 2 all prepared and ready to share from. And as Carl mentioned, um, they've had some things come up. They had a, I guess he he said we're fine to share, but a a positive COVID test come up in their family, so they are obviously not here today. So the question was, what are we going to do today? Does either Jerry or I jump in and take what Jeremy was already prepared to speak about? Um, Do we go ahead and do that? Um, anyway, the decision was made. I think we'll, we'll try to have that next week. We're not 100% sure how it's going to all work out. Um, but like I say, Jeremy has been uh, prepared as he, as he always is. He had his ready to go So uh, when, when he discovered that he wasn't going to be able to share today. But anyway, um, in thinking about it a little bit, we decided to today, with Thanksgiving coming this week, we also had communion planned. Um, I decided to share a little bit about Thanksgiving and being thankful. And as I did that, as I began to think about um, that in the life of a Christian, actually was drawn back to the passage that we looked at two weeks ago. So again, hopefully you noticed, as I'm sure you are, keeping up with where we're at. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to go back through and and re-preach what Jeremy has already led us through, but it was a reminder. And I think it's good for for us to think about, in light of Thanksgiving, this passage that we looked at just two weeks ago. And I just want to remind us of a few things. Um, hopefully then that will also kind of prepare us. We had a week off last week. We were not in the book of Ephesians. Um, it will get us back on track, and we'll pick up again next week um, with the second half of that. So, again, it's not my desire to rehash what we've already talked about, but to really think about what does it mean to be thankful. If you've been a Christian for a while, you've sat through many, you've lived through many Thanksgivings, and obviously as Christians we have a lot to be thankful for. So what would you mention, if, what would you share of some of the things that we have to be thankful for as, as believers this morning? What would, what would be some of the things that might come to mind? You can shout them out if you'd like. Family. For family. Yep. Salvation. For our salvation. Eternal life. Eternal life. You guys are good. For the grace that's been poured out on us. So I thought about what things do I show in my life that I'm thankful for. One of the things I often find myself thanking the Lord for, probably more than any other thing, sadly, is food. Um, we, we pray before every meal, and as you can tell, I've been enjoying that, um, obviously living it up, but so many things that we, when I, sometimes on the surface that we think of, and I, and I thought of, I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for um, just the ways that God has blessed me for my job, for our homes, our health. You know, we're able to be here, we're together, our finances, um, our abilities. We oftentimes, it was mentioned even the song we sang, for the beauty of the earth, creation. We have so many things to be thankful for. And as a couple of you mentioned, as I thought about, and in light of this passage here in Ephesians, the number one thing that we have to be thankful for 
is for the just the way and the work that God did through Jesus Christ on the cross. As we bounce back into that passage there in Ephesians 2, and like I say, if you have it, it had started out with in verse 1, and Jeremy, we looked at this, but it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were dead. And like it, there was, you're dead. Had the opportunity to take um, Jonathan and Seth out deer hunting yesterday, and Seth happened to get a deer, um, and I was with him when we were trying to track it and find it, and if you've ever done any deer hunting, I'll try not to make this too gruesome for anybody, but when we got up to it, the first thing he did, and I got it on video, he, he takes his gun and he reaches out there and he's poking it, because if you've ever, sometimes they will lay there and you think they're dead, but they're not dead, and he had to poke it a couple times to make sure that this deer wasn't going to get up and, and jump up and run after he got it. The deer was dead. We apart from Christ, we're dead. Like, our sins, the separation that we had because of our sin nature, because of our rebellion against what God requires, we could not be in a relationship with him. We were dead. And I think so many times we forget that. And this passage here that we've looked at in Ephesians is just a clear example of that. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. And among them, we too all formerly lived. So it's all of us. It's not just some of the bad ones that we tend to look at and say, you know, they were dead, but I was maybe wounded, but not completely. Like we were all dead, separated. We could not be in a relationship with God because of our active and willful disobedience to him. Our willful disobedience of God's law was worthy of God's wrath. That is what we deserved. And because of that, we were dead. There was no hope apart from Jesus Christ, apart from God stepping in and intervening on behalf of us. us we were dead. And so, I, again, as we think about Thanksgiving, as we think about communion that we're going to be taking in a little bit, I want us to be reminded of that, and that's kind of my goal this morning, is to draw our hearts back to that, to say, you know, of all the things that I have to be thankful for this morning, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, the fact that he took that punishment upon himself, what it is that I deserved when I was dead in my trespasses and sins, my willful defiance of God's law was worthy of God's wrath. Our depravity was worthy of hell. And when we stop and really think about that, we as believers have so much to be thankful for. Like more than, than, than anyone else, like we should know and, and our lives should be lives of gratitude because of what Jesus Christ did. Sometimes we, we and Jeremy kind of hinted at this in some of our in his sermon last week, but or two weeks ago, we tend to think that, you know, we're maybe just innocent bystanders. And yes, you know, we were guilty of sin, but we, we tend to, to look at others and say they were much worse off. And, and we don't really recognize the death that is ours in our, in our trespasses and our sins. But the good news is, and the, the two verses or three verses that Carl read for us, but God, he took our sin and he placed it on his son. And he took the wrath that was to be poured out against us, that was we deserved, and he poured it out on his son. I was reminded this week in a message I was listening to, you know, in the, before Jesus 
die, before he was to be crucified, the night before, do you remember there in the garden he's praying and, and says that even sweat was coming out of him, like, I mean, blood was coming out of him, sweat, like his sweat was turning into blood and kind of let that pass by. But like the anxiety and the emotion and the turmoil that he was going through and, and I was reminded of this, you know, many of, the mar- many of the martyrs that we read about, if you read Martyr's Mirrors, if you look at um, during the Reformation, different times when Christians have been persecuted, many times you'll read these stories about one, there was one even a story of a guy who was skinned to death as he sang praises to the Lord as he faced his death. Um, others that were burned at the stake. And they're sitting there singing and they're praising the Lord and like um, just this joy that is upon them. There's one that even the families there singing as this man is facing his death, dying for his belief. And you compare that to what Christ was going through. And Christ is there, and his, his words to his father are, Lord, if, this, if it's possible, remove this cup from me. In other words, Jesus' words as he's praying, sweating blood, just anxiety. But it wasn't the death that he was so worried about. It wasn't being nailed to a tree. It wasn't the suffocation that he knew he, that was coming towards him, and the cruel and the, you know, the beatings but it says, it remove this cup from me. It was the cup of God's wrath that was about ready to be poured out upon him. That is why he was in such anxiety about what was to happen. And so many times we look at it as just simply the death. But the, the separation, him being a, a one who had lived a righteous and holy life, had never sinned, having been there with the Father when he created the world, lived a, a pure and blameless life, getting ready to receive the full blunt, the, the cup of God's wrath being poured out on him it was more than he could even, just the, the thought overwhelmed him. And so many times we make it of just the death that he had to face, but it was that, him taking on our sin and our shame, and he was going to be, his, the father was going to have to turn his face from him. That is why the crucifixion had him so been out of shape, if you will, that he was sweating. Drops of blood were just coming out of his skin. It wasn't the death. It wasn't the horrific torture that he was going to be facing. Do we, do we think of that this morning? Do we recognize that, that God took what we deserved? We were the ones who deserved his wrath being poured out on us because of our willful disobedience. Do we recognize that today? that the Father placed that on the Son. And when we can even begin to get a glimpse of that, it changes our hearts and it changes our minds. And, and suddenly we have so much to be thankful for, to think that God would turn his back on his only Son and, and see our sin being placed on him, allowing him to pay the consequences and to, to live out, to have the death placed upon him. But again, verse 4 of Ephesians 2. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not as a result of works so that no one may boast. 
For we, are for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. But God, his mercy and his grace to those who will receive it, to those who will accept through faith the gift that Christ has offered to each and every one of us, we can take and no longer will we experience that wrath that we are owed, but we can know and we can live and walk in mercy we can have eternal life as it was shared. We can experience his grace. And as Christians, it makes all the difference in the world. It makes the things that we face here on earth, the troubles, the, the things that drive us crazy here on earth, it should put them in a different light. It doesn't mean they're not hard. It doesn't mean that they're not real. It doesn't mean that they're not struggles. But when we see and we truly experience and know God's grace and his forgiveness and his mercy, we can be made alive with him. The difference between that of what we're owed and what we receive is amazing and we're going to celebrate that in just a few minutes with communion we're going to remember the price that, that Christ paid on our behalf when he allowed the, the cup of wrath to be poured out on himself the, the cup that we deserved he allowed his body to be broken on our behalf and we can celebrate that we can remember that and as we go into Thanksgiving this week, it's more than just eating turkey and stuffing and stuffing ourselves. It's remembering and having an opportunity to remember I was dead. Like, I was absolutely nothing before God. I, I could not stand. I could not be in his presence. And apart from faith in Jesus Christ, and apart from the work that Christ did, I would not be able to be in a relationship with him. And we can celebrate Thanksgiving with that. And it makes the other things almost pale in comparison, but yet it even brings new life to them. When we look and we see God's creation, when we look at our families and we see the way that we've been blessed, when we see the, the finances that God has blessed us with, we now have new opportunities to serve him. And they're not just things that we've been given so we can enjoy a few good years here on earth. They're things that we can use to bring him glory because of what he's done. And I think Thanksgiving should be for us as believers an opportunity to express that in so many ways. You have been listening to the Trustler Mennonite Sermon from November 21st, 2021. Take care. <laughs>